Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What an opening day it was for the Giants, Brad. We're gonna we're doing a a bonus show, which we may do more of this year. Uh, I actually, so we're gonna come back on Tuesday, do our normal show, and then I think we're gonna come back on the weekend again because I'm out of town for a week. Yeah. So the schedule will kind of be a little bit up now, but we want to do some of these bonus shows, uh, probably on the weekend because that's when we both have the most time. Uh, so there will be some two show weeks, including today when we talk about the uh, the, the the home opener or the the opener the first time they're at home yeah. since 2009, which is I can't. Crazy. You know, why is that? Do you, <clears throat> I was thinking about that yesterday. Do teams get a choice when they're making the schedule? Do they get to send it in and say, we'd rather open on the road and finish at home? Because I know the Giants are always finishing at home now. I think uh, I think they have an opinion mm. on what they want to do. And I've heard, because this has been explained a few different times. I don't exactly remember it, why, but I think the, this is like the Giants' choice. Like they do not mind, you know, opening on the road and then coming home. I don't know. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm sure people will talk about it. We'll, we'll I, probably get a story. I think that's the way to do it because especially if you're in a tight race, like last year, the Giants got to finish out at home. That was really nice to have, uh, you know, three, four game series at home to kind of close it out. <clears throat> Beginning of the season, everybody's kind of even level. End of the year, you got that uh, that advantage that you'd like to have. So Giants are on pace to go 162 and 0 <laughs> right now. Right? I love the on pace. I always yeah. use that. I throw that out there all the Joey time. Bart's hit 162 jacks right and uh tyler rogers 162 games yes i mean we got a lot of on paces happening right now all right so what are we going to do on this show it's not going to be our normal show it's going to be much shorter we're going to just recap the game i do want to make a couple of announcements uh about this feed about this podcast feed about the what we're going to do with uh, this show and then we'll get uh, a couple things i want to talk about just at the end just quickly Apple TV Plus, there's there's now baseball on Apple TV Plus, and we both kind of watched a little bit of it. And then we'll have our little, little small minors update because it was also opening week for the minor leagues, and Brad and I are following a couple players really closely, specifically for this show. Uh, but why don't we hit the intro music, and then uh, we'll kick off the show. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. 
All right, you will notice we are we both have coffee mugs here. That's right. Yeah. Though I didn't tell you, I'm actually not nice. drinking coffee. What? I had you got I already in there already. I don't know. No, <laughs> I already had my my two uh, my my two mugs of coffee this morning. <laughs> uh, I woke up really early with the dog so that my wife could sleep in. So there I'm actually go. I'm actually pretty tired myself. But you got some, you got some husband points today, man. <laughs> uh, bone broth. Oh, that's right. Bone broth <clears throat> kicks off my uh, my meal. So I kind of do that intermittent fasting thing. So, you know, w- once, you know, what do you have that kicks that ends the fast from the nut from the night before? So bone broth is ending my fast today and you have some coffee yourself. I do. And it's not anything like that. <laughs> it is. It's Baymax. My, I got my Baymax mug from uh, Big Hero 6. There you go. If you've never seen Big Hero 6, really good. a lot of people kind of trash that movie. but it I is liked one it. Of, I really oh, liked I it. Love, one of my favorite Pixar movies. That yeah. and Cars. Those two go back and forth. But I got. Uh, I, I made my little um, espresso. We have like a coffee machine that can do like a cafe forte. It's like an eight-ounce concentrated coffee and uh, I froth uh, some oat milk first and then and then you brew it over the oat milk and uh, it's rather tasty I only had one cup of coffee this morning you and I've been talking we I get up on Saturday mornings automatically fire up the ps5 yeah <laughs> miss baseball from the night before and jump right into MLB the show 22 and uh, goof around for an hour or so we, we may have to give a short <laughs> review of the game in yeah. a future episode maybe even next week when uh, hot take bride joins oh, us that would be the perfect time because he is teaching you how to play <laughs> Diamond <laughs> Dynasty, which uh, I had to have him actually teach me how to play that last year. Like, <laughs> Brian, what do I do with this? And what do I do with that? And, how's it? and now he's doing it all again for you this year. So yeah. See, when we were growing up, we had RBI baseball and baseball yeah. stars. Like yeah. there was no, there was well, no confusion whatsoever. Yeah. You'd get in and you'd play a game. You'd just play a game. Now it's like, now you're playing Conquest and now you're playing this and don't yeah. forget to open your packs. And do this. <laughs> And you're like, we're like, what? Uh, Okay, so a couple quick things about this podcast feed. So for those listening, this podcast feed, the Thompson to Clark podcast feed, is going to do a changeover. And I'm hopeful that it happens early next week. Um, We are changing this feed to the Bay Area Sports Podcasting Network, BSPN. Now... We have we have grabbed the audio feed of a 49ers podcast. And Brad, you may want to close your eyes here uh, for the video, folks. Mm. Oof. So that is Zach and that is Matt. They host the podcast, the Red and Gold Standard. They have their own video thing. So their video feed is going to stay on their, their video uh, channel, on their YouTube channel. Uh, their audio, they they weren't hosting their audio anywhere. Well, actually, actually, I think they may have been hosting it at SoundCloud. It was at Blue Wire Hustle at some point. But we're going to bring their audio in. So this channel is going to become a baseball channel, a football channel, and it will soon be a basketball channel as well. And I'll give you those details in a second. But uh, Matt and Zach. Zach is a Bay Area kid. It's funny. 
Zach grew up in Gilroy, where my kids, Brian still lives in Gilroy uh, with his mom. Um, but uh, my kids grew up in Gilroy. So when I, Zach is, is not that much older than, than my kids, I don't think. Um, I, I looked him up on Facebook and it's like a young Zach who was living in Gilroy, who was working at a dog grooming place. And I was like, wait, is this the same guy? Cause he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I had a Facebook account <laughs> when I was a kid, um, but you know, very close. Like, you know, so he was in, in, in that area. Uh, I think he's, he's North now. He's not in Gilroy anymore. And then uh, he's a longtime Niners fan. Matt is a U.S. Army veteran with a bachelor's of science in nursing. And they are covering the Niners. They're, they're, they're going to be doing one show a week until the season comes back in uh, August, September. And then I think they kick it up to two shows. So nice. you will hear the 49ers podcast, the Red and Gold Standard with Zach and Matt in this feed. Also... Going to be in this feed very soon, hopefully by the time the playoffs come, is a new basketball podcast called The Death Lineup Nice on the Golden State Warriors. Now, for now, what I want to do with th- that show is I want to have like a bunch of hosts. So we're going to bring in Hot Take Bry, myself, my buddy Ben Cruz, who now works for The Ringer. He's has a new child plus the new job. So his time isn't like exactly available right now, but soon I know he wants to be involved soon. Brian has a friend who, uh, who, who is with him on the BAM podcast network. We're going to try to bring him in and we may even add a fifth person, you know, cause you had to have five for a basketball lineup. Yeah. So that podcast <laughs> is going to be a little bit more like, maybe not the same host every week. We're going to mix and match. We're going to see, you know, I'm old school. Brian, you know, from since he was, uh, gosh, 16 years old, all the Warriors do is win championships. <laughs> I didn't see a Warriors win champion Warriors win a championship until I was, you know, gosh, 30 late thirties or whatever. So, wow. yeah. um, so it's just a different mindset. And then Ben, my buddy, Ben, he, he kind of grows up in the, we believe era. So the Warriors are always bad until they weren't. And so, you know, we have some different, different uh, age ranges there and different histories of growing up as Warriors fans. So that podcast will also be in this feed. The Thompson to Clark podcast and the death lineup, we will have the video shows in our new YouTube page. I'm not linking it here yet because there's still some things I have to do with logos, but there will be a BSPN YouTube page and all of our live streams will be there. All of our interviews will be cut into, you know, interviews that Brad and I have done in the past, like with Roger Munter last week, We'll cut that and make it its own thing. Um, same with Jeff Young, same with Darren Chan, all that stuff. So that stuff will be on its own YouTube page. We're going to rebrand the Instagram. The Instagram is actually kind of on fire right now. Um, we have a lot of stuff uh, on the Instagram, but the Thompson to Clark Instagram will also change to a BSPN. So there's going to be lots of branding changes. Hang with us. I think it'll be all for the best, and we're just going to try and blow this thing up. Uh, and out, not up. Blow this thing out as mm. much as possible. But if you're, but if you're following those on social media, you don't have to do anything. Right? No, no, no. They, It'll just change just over. Change right don't over. be alarmed. You're It'll still following. Yep. Don't have to. Do as uh, as Gabe Kapler likes to say, it's it's uh, we're we're ready to game up here. Game up, SF game up. <laughs> which we completely blew that hashtag. <laughs> I know we both of, not, neither one of us caught it until later, <laughs> halfway through the game. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about yesterday's game. So the Giants. Of course, go extras. 
in the opening why, day, why not? We had to see the <laughs> stupid runner on second base in, in the tenth <laughs> inning for both teams. Yeah, and they come out with the win, six to five. Now, you you even tweeted this from our Twitter. It was a very giantsy way for that they scored the first run. It was a very giantsy way for them to win this game. Yeah, they had six hits in ten innings. The Marlins out hit them. Uh, both teams, I thought, played mm, like average defense at best. There were mistakes I, on both ends. You're being nice. That's that's being nice. I, so I, there was mistakes. I thought it was yeah. awful defense on both ends. But yeah. so the, so the reason why I didn't say awful is because there were some great plays by Tyro sure. Estrada, and then there were plays in which he just dropped the ball at second base. Yeah, two. There right? were one he was trying to turn to. Yeah, it was to pick the ball out of the glove play where, you know, call the out at second, pulling the ball out. And then the error that opened up the ninth inning, which was just a brutal error. Yeah. Um, And Duvall had to kind of work around that whole thing. So, like you said, too, I went back and watched the ninth because I was driving when the top of the ninth happened. I was driving home from work. So was I. Yeah. And so this morning I had to watch it again. And you said, now, Duvall didn't pitch too bad outside of the home run. And after watching, I thought, man, his slider was nasty. Upper eighties. Uh, fastball was great. Uh, if he needed a strike, he was throwing the slider. He had very good command of the slider. So yeah, they, they just it, dinked and dunked on, uh, right. dunked on him. And so we'll, we'll get to that. Let, let's start with the, the scoring here. Um, so Brandon belt. Now you saw the, if, if you're watching on video, you saw the photo <laughs> that we let off the, the show with Brandon belt comes out on a boat <laughs> and his captain's hat and his taped on C Ugh. that looked like my, my uh, soon to be seven year old stepdaughter uh, would have done a much better job with. And he just comes out and he's throwing balls into the crowd and he's saluting. And then he throws the first pitch to cap. They were having a great time with it. It was a little goofy. It was a little nerdy, but it was very much belt. It is who he is. He has embraced it. He's having a lot of fun with it. He's leaned into this new character of the captain. But as he said himself, you can't go out there and then not play well because then it's a farce, right? So right. he gets the he gets the offense going. Now, here's where you said a very giantsy way to score. So Joy Bart had walked. Um, he the, his first uh, his first plate appearance in 2022 starts off with a walk. Mike uh, Baby Yaz squares uh, in uh, squares around misses misses a, a great drag bunt by inches, and then he pops up. And so I think the Giants were saying we're were trying to figure out if the Marlins were going to react to Yastrzemski. And they did not. They kept their normal shift for belt. So he decides to drag bunt. And this is, we we all know how he ended last year, right? Where he squares up and gets yes. drilled in the thumb. <laughs> and so after striking out, uh, I think he struck out in his first uh, plate appearance. The second plate appearance, he squares around and, and like, it was like a, it was a hard ground ball bunt, but then he beats it out. The, the third baseman for the Marlins throws it away, and Joey Bart from first base is trucking around 
and scores fairly easily. I'm like, this dude can move for being such a big yeah, guy. Right. And we'll compare him to the other big guy who had to move <laughs> at the end of this game. Cause one of them was a little bit more, uh, let, let's say swift and, and fleet of foot than the other. So that's how they get their first run. Then Darren Ruff, uh, smashes a, 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 a single into uh, right field. Garrett Cooper, the first baseman, uh, dives, can't make the play, belt scores. So the Giants are up 2-0. to zero. Now, you had, t- you had texted our, our uh, Giants baby uh, text thread. You said that Joey Bart was going to go big fly in this game. And he comes up in the bottom of the fifth, and he smokes the ball, no doubt about it, home run that goes halfway up the bleachers in left field. And so in both scoring opportunities, Joey Bart, who is batting ninth and who many people, you know, we talked to Roger about this. Many people are down on him uh, to start this season. And he's right in the mix right away with both uh, scoring opportunities. Talk a little bit about Joey Bart and why you felt that he was going to go big fly yesterday. Well, uh, the number one reason, and I think he's going to have a, a big, big season, and, and you know why he's going to have a huge season, is because in fantasy baseball, <laughs> there, we go. The, the last four rounds, I had an opportunity to draft Joey Bart. I needed a catcher. <laughs> kept going. Uh, he'll be in the next round. He'll be in the next round. Get to the last round, and Tyler Stevenson was there. Catcher for the Reds. Also plays first base. So he has the first base catcher designation. So I'm like, I'll go for him. And then I'll pick up Bart, maybe a week or two as a backup catcher and go from there. Harveen, our friend, who has been playing for many years in our league. And this is literally how I know him is through this league. Exactly. Well, he's been on the show back in uh, Sports Weekly, back at KSJS. I think he was on the show with us a couple of times in the studio. Um but he picks him up off the waiver wire. So at that point, I knew Joey Bart was going to have a huge season because I didn't get him. Any player that I get has an awful season. So <laughs> I, I can just, I feel bad or right now. I'll just say, you know, Jonathan India, Nolan Arenado, Jordan Alvarez, Christian Yelich. Sorry, guys. I drafted <laughs> you all. Uh, I drafted Lucas Giolito. He went on the injured list today. So this is just what happens. So that's how I know Joey Bart's going to have a big year. But he looks he looks more commanding at the plate this year than he ever has. Um, his confidence is there. And after his first at bat where he walks, I said he's got an OBP. Now yeah. he's got an OBP because that that's pretty important. If you're if you're a power hitter, you also need to find your way on base. You can't be a Joey Gallo who strikes out two hundred plus times a year. Uh, I think Gallo already struck out what three times last uh, last uh, yesterday <laughs> in his first game of the season, three or four times, um, and he struck out a record two hundred and thirteen last year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think Joey Bart, um, his his presence at the plate, I think uh, he was commanding the strike zone very well in his first couple of bats, and 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 hitting that bomb was just tremendous. Back in the lineup today, batting ninth, um, I, and then I was saying too after that big fly, I was like. He's not going to be batting ninth much longer. We're going to see him in the you know sixth spot. Five yeah, I think spots, I think that would be a there. good spot for him as long as he doesn't just become uh, a whiff master, right? He's got to be able right. to put the bat on the ball because you know if you put him ninth, then you're you're loading up at the top again where all your OBP guys are. So you could keep him there, but if he's actually 
producing, then you got to move him up because you yeah. Can, but you can put anybody ninth if he's got a good eye. Then absolutely. I mean, if, if his eye has improved, then you could you can bat him fifth or sixth. Um, you know, right after Jock Peterson would be fantastic. That'd be a nice spot. So yeah. Um, okay, so then we had uh, top of the seventh. Um, Logan Webb, who I thought he was very effective. He got a little bit dinked and dunked here. Um, you know, a few, few hits here and there. He walks the, uh, the leadoff batter in the seventh. Mm-hmm. And immediately, Kapler comes out, hooks him, and uh, was it Leon came in, right? Yes. So Leon comes in and... I don't know if you watched, if you were like keeping track of the Logan Webb faces that were happening in the dugout. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and the and the head, yeah, on the top rail of the dugout. You, too. you I mean, watch. I think he understands, right? He was at eighty-five pitches. I, right. I don't know. I, w- I would have let him go after another another batter, especially with a three-run lead. But you know, early in the season, shortened spring training. You want to be a little bit more conservative with these guys. I mean, you look at some of the other guys uh, in the first two games. I think Otani didn't finish the fifth, even though he had struck out like nine guys. A um, lot, lot, of, lot of the guy, you know, you these guys are not very stretched out yet. So, well, a couple of no hitters too. They're not letting guys finish. Uh, two, Manea, two, yeah, yeah, two for the Padres to start the season, and and uh, you know they're going to have to get some combined no nos if yeah. they wanted one in the first two games. <laughs> So, of course, Jacob Stallings welcomes Leon and takes him deep. And all of a sudden, game's 3-2. Uh, I don't even think Leon got an out, and then they, they, they had to replace him. Uh, so, 3-2, we're like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah, it, I'd, I'd feel a lot better if it was still 3-0. to zero. Yeah. And then the captain comes up. The captain puts the ball over the fence, barely over the fence in, in right field, and it is 4-2, and uh, I, I picked this, or I actually got this the other day, nice. or yes, yesterday. I went to Target, saw some cards, Topps Heritage pulled a Brandon belt. I wish it had the C on it, but it didn't. And so, so how, much are, how much are those packs going for? I think they were like six but... bucks okay. for uh, the thicker pack, not the pack, yeah. not the old hobby wax pack that we grew up with. Right. But that you just can't find them. They're, they're rarely ever available. So when I see them, I'm like, oh, cards. And then I bought them. That's I why we get them on MLB The Show. Yeah. Exactly. I feel good about it. Exactly. There. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then uh, so then it's now four to two. We feel a little bit better about this game. Uh, eighth inning. So seventh inning, Rogers comes in to stop the flooding pitched tremendously i was watching i was re-watching some of it because I, I i also was listening to some of it in the car i had to take my stepsons to a birthday thing and so it was, you know right in the seventh inning happens and then i have to go out and so i'm listening to it on the radio re-watched it today with my wife um not her choice but she's just like eh, this is almost done <laughs> and uh and so seventh inning and and i and i, t- I was trying to teach her about framing and and I said, check out Rogers and how he pitches. And she's like, whoa, like, how's anybody like, why would anybody throw like that? He's coming from the side, but he was tremendous. Like just yeah. goes through him. Eighth inning happens. Mac cheese, just right through him. Great inning. And you're like, oh, wow. You know, the two guys last year who were the, the, the clutch guys, they 
come through. And so it's like, oh, du- Duvall's going to get the going to get the thing. And we had this we had this conversation last week or yeah, not technically last week, but the last show. Mm-hmm. Who's going to get the most saves? Duvall, Mac Cheese, Rogers. Duvall gets the first shot. And this poor dude, he just gets dinked and dunked and nobody's hitting the ball hard. There's a uh, there's an error by Estrada. Then there's a little blooper. There was there there was a Baltimore chop over the pitching mound <laughs> to start off the that inning. That one was brutal. And so yeah. this poor guy just you know horrendous luck, and then he hangs a fat slider to Jazz Chisholm, and he didn't even swing hard. It was just the perfect swing in that zone for that hanging slider. Puts it over the left uh, left center field fence. And all of a sudden, the Marlins are up five to four. And I'm in my car, and I'm just like, what am I going to say about Duvall? <laughs> and so when I rewatched it, like I told you, I was like, oh, like he was fine. Like this is just sort of the the luck of, of the game, with the exception of that pitch to Chisholm. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. Like it's fine. Like he, he pitched okay. He wasn't Mac Cheese. He wasn't Rodgers, but... I, I I was less frustrated when I watched it. I'm like, oh, I think he's going to be okay. Like maybe maybe he doesn't close every game, but I think he's going to be okay because you know he throws 98, 99, and he's really comfortable with that slider. I I, I do hope though because we saw it at the end of last year in, in the in the um, NLDS against the Dodgers. He he's not attacking the inside that much. Everything's to the outside. And so I think he's going to have to start doing that a little bit because guys are just going to start leaning over, right? Because they can't hit the slider. They're going to have to start leaning over and cheat a little bit to get to it. Um, And, and so I think, I I hope that he is a little, I hope they're, they have him pitch a little bit more aggressively. Yeah. And the thing again, watching him and you were, you were so right on that text this morning because I thought I said, I'm going to watch this again. I'm going to watch that top of the ninth. And I'm sitting there just waiting for an implosion. I'm waiting because, again, I'm listening to it in the car. Uh, and it's hard to do. You know, I'm driving, concentrating on traffic and stuff. Uh, so I was waiting for a full implosion, you know, just fastball over the heart of the plate, slider hanging, one hanging slider. All right. Maybe it's a, at that point it was what? Um, could have been a four or three ball game. Giants still win if yeah. Tyro Estrada turns that double right. play. So that was it. I mean, that that's really it. And you're like you're right, too. Dinked and dunked. That that ball that was hit by the first batter off the hard part of the dirt that went over the mound. Uh, nothing you can do about that. It was a uh, Wendell, I think. Um and just little things like that. I, I would not be shocked if it is a, well, I mean, he threw a lot of pitches yesterday, so we might see Mac cheese or Tyler Rogers close it out today. If we get yeah. in that situation, but I would not be shocked to see Duvall on the mound tomorrow in a save situation on Sunday. Um, he's earned it. And, and like they said, he, he's, you know, Kapler said he earned it at the end of last year. He earned it in spring training. It, the job is kind of his to lose at this point. It, it, if you see another closer on the mound today, do not be shocked. Do not start thinking Duvall has lost his job. He just threw a lot of pitches yesterday. But then someone who I think is going to be kind of like a new favorite player for a lot of fans, Tyro Estrada comes up to lead off the bottom of the ninth. And uh, I forget the pitcher's name. I don't have the box score up. Um, But uh, whoever the Marlins are putting in these, these closer situations, Tyro Estrada just 
so casually turns on, I think it was sinker or fastball. And this is the ball just goes crazy. just goes yeah. out like a light. I was that like, was a wow. future, future hall of famer, Anthony Bender. There we go. This, there we go. You're thinking of. Yes. And, uh, and so great, like, just like, wow, like this team and, and look, this is baseball. Now I watched, uh, clips of every game of the first two days balls flying out everywhere yeah. this is baseball home runs are coming and they're not going away there's there's already been by the way it's what time is it noon and there's already been 17 runs scored today and it's noon so that should tell you this is going to be an offensive season again. yes so giants tied up and then we go to extra innings and we know that once we see that runner on second base, it, all it does is frustrate us. And <laughs> luckily, they worked their way out of it in the 10th. Um, the, the, the first two runners got on. Brebia came in to pitch. She's no longer bearded. Looks like a different human I, being I, altogether. I wasn't even sure it was really him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they threw somebody else out there. That's not Brebia. <laughs> And so then he comes in. Uh, wa- I think he walked the first guy. So there's first and second. And the thing is, uh, th- they made some uh, some solid defensive play. And then they had. And then Alvarez came in. I think and he and he got the strikeout to to end the inning. So good pitching. Good, you know, outside of the Duvall uh, situation, um, you know, and I guess you could say and Leon because he gave up the home run. But some of that stuff is just really good really good hitting uh, on the Marlins end and just you know some probably some bad defense on the Giants end but Alvarez came in and and he got the strikeout when they needed it which sent us to the 10th now my dad i i don't i don't want to say that he hates Mauricio Dubon <laughs> but if there is somebody that he is going to pick on for his frustration with the Giants team, it is Mauricio Dubon. Now, <laughs> poor guy. We know that Dubon had a a, a brain party year last year. Is that mm. can we use that term? Because yeah, defensively and base running, he's making outs where we don't need to make outs, and he's being aggressive. Maybe where he's supposed to be a little bit more conservative with you know making throws, and we know he doesn't have the best arm, but. You know, he's being asked to do a bunch of things. And and nothing, the one thing that he probably is most comfortable is just playing second base, right? Or or shortstop. Yeah. But he's having has to do a lot of things. So he comes in and he's the the lead runner at second in the tenth. Brandon Belt hits a fly ball. Wasn't even really that deep. He tags up and he makes about, I don't know, seven or eight steps towards third, decides not the best idea. They cut it off. They throw back to second. He gets picked off. Not even close. He doesn't even get back to the bag at second. Yeah. So now you go from zero outs, runner on second, to nobody on base and two outs. So there we go. And I'm just thinking, like, God, I hate these extra inning rules. (laughs) So um, rough walks. And then Austin Slater comes up now. Austin Slater isn't necessarily the guy that you think of as, you know, oh, yeah, this this guy's going to, you know, extra base hit. We're gonna, like he he's more of like a table setter, mm-hmm. though he did ha- he did show some pop last year. So comes up 
Darren Ruff on first. He hits a, a laser down left field line, gets into the corner, and Ruff is trucking. Uh, what, 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 is, what is the Dwayne Kuyper line? Because he says it about two different times because that's how long it took Ruff to, to get around the bases. Ruff is on the move. Ruff is on the move. <laughs> and he says yeah, it I think twice. he said it three times. Maybe it was three, three times. times. He got it in twice. And then he, th- he thought he was done. And then he said, and then before he even got to home plate, he said it a third time. And so he scores. And now let's go all the way back to the, the first run where Joey Bart scores from first. This was a lot different score from first than we've seen. I don't know if you saw any of the Mets game, but uh, opening day, uh, Alonzo got thrown out at the plate. And Alonzo was running <laughs> as if this had been the first time all year that he ran in a full sprint. Like this guy could not <laughs> keep his feet under him. Ruff was not that bad. He, right. he, he was, he, he was uh, tired, very tired. He let out yeah. this giant gasp when he finally scored, but he makes it. And that's, that's what counts. He was, he, bust- he looked athletic three quarters of the run. Yeah. yeah he's, okay. he even said, cause they were like, you know, did you, did you, Turn it up at the end. He's like, no, I actually think I downshifted. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. <laughs> so they win opening day. The range of emotions from Logan Webb looks great. The Giants are scoring. Look at these home runs to Jesus. Can they just yeah. catch a ground ball? Can they just, you know, make a throw? Can they just stop doing stupid stuff on the base pass? Because Ruff also got thrown out at second. He got picked off. Yeah. And and just the up and down emotions, but that this is what we're used to. It it happens. It happened during the three title seasons where you're just exhausted, and then you're like, oh, so we had it all in in game one. Um, I, I I'm surprised we even thought with a three zero lead that it was going to be easy. And so, well, yeah, and you know, and and the thing is, you know, you're going to be okay. You know, the Giants are going to be okay because the strength of this Giants team is starting pitching, relief pitching, you know, the, the starting staff and the bullpen that and defense defense. This, this was a very good defensive team last year. Uh, they've added Jock Peterson, a little bit of a downgrade. Darren Ruff's going to be playing a lot more left field, a little bit of a downgrade. And, you know, on the infield, you've got Tyro Estrada right now, uh, who, who again looked fantastic yesterday and and then looked like he hadn't played second base ever. <laughs> um, so, I mean, can you get Dubon could play some second base? So, if yes. Estrada needs a breather, you could put Dubon at second base. He'll feel you know, happy, he'll feel good. Maybe he'll run the bases <laughs> when he's playing second base. What about Luke Williams? I wonder how defensively, I mean, I, I don't know enough about him to know if he's a good defense player, but I wonder, you know, because I'm just thinking. We Estrada's in there because he can hit the baseball. He's a talented yeah. hitter. Defensively, we'll see still, but I wonder if Luke Williams might be a guy that they can throw in at second base as like a defense, late defensive guy. Um, I don't know, because he's also a utility guy. So that would tell me that maybe he's not like one position, right? Like maybe that's why yeah. he's a utility guy is because he's not great at one possible. That's that's generally what happens. You're a utility guy because you are not a gold glover at a position. So you can play 
eight positions, apparently, seven positions, uh, as Luke Williams can. And he did last year for the Phillies. Um, but, you know, they don't have him at one particular position because he doesn't excel at any position. So the Giants were probably took a step back defensively this year. But again, like I was saying, strength of this team, starting pitching, bullpen, one game does not do that. Abbreviated spring training. These guys are out of routine. It was a two-week spring training. Boom, here we are. Well, maybe it was about two and a half, three weeks. But boom, here we are. Um, you're, you're in the season. You're going. Starting pitching is only going to be going five innings right now. If they even get that far. I mean, Webb to get into the sixth was fantastic yesterday. Um, but you're going to be leaning a lot on the bullpen, and that's why the rosters went from 26 to 28 this first month of the season because uh, Major League Baseball knew that. They knew the quality was going to be down a little bit and a lot of teams would be leaning on their bullpen. Like I said, how many runs have scored already this morning and and we're not even now. I mean, gosh, it, it even went up. Two more runs. Um, and we're just at noon for the day and there's four or five games going. So it's going to be, if you like to watch home runs, if you like to watch lots of scoring, um, Tune in to Major League Baseball, <laughs> any game right now, and, and you'll be enjoying it. All right, give me your favorite thing about yesterday's game. You know, What's my f- one thing. That you my really my favorite thing, and people hate this, and I see it on Twitter, and people don't like it. My favorite thing was the DH, man. Give me the DH. I don't want to see any more uh, pitchers attempting to bunt. Not even. I can't even say pitchers bunting. Pitchers attempting to bunt is is brutal to watch nowadays. Uh, so I loved it. I love the DH. I love uh, all, all the games. I've been watching Major League Baseball. You know how it is. You and I watch. We get MLB.TV every mm-hmm. year. We watch the games. You know, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to throw on a game until the Giants start. Um, I love the DH. That, that was my favorite thing. Jock Peterson as the DH. Uh, no, actually, uh, Ruff was the DH, right? And then they moved. I think Jock is DHing today, right? Yeah, uh, no, actually, Ruff is DHing, ref again, DHing today. again. So, yeah, let me go back and look because I wanted to. I wanted to kind of look at. Uh, we were talking just before the show about moves and the Giants because I was expecting now with the DH, you probably see a record number of line shifts from the Giants, but they only brought in two reserve players yesterday. That was Dubon and Slater. Um, Ruff started as the DH and and uh, he finished it as the DH. Peterson was in left field, uh, and then Slater came in to pinch hit and then stayed in left field. Uh, Dubon, when he came in to pinch hit for Yaz, he moved to center field, and then Duggar went from center field to left field. So the Giants have a lot of play in the outfield. They have guys that they can move around. Um, Yaz is really the only kind of potential gold glover of that group as he was on the list last year for the award. Uh, didn't get it, but he was on the list for right fielders. Um, but yeah, I, I love the DH and, and Jesus Aguilar DH for the Marlins. He's a rough first baseman. He's a big <laughs> dude. He's, he doesn't move around. So this is a great job for him to have now too. So that was honestly my favorite thing of, of, of the game. Yesterday. You know how last year when we said giants have like five DHs and they don't even have a DH. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching all those games, every team has like three DHs on yeah. it. Like I was watching the Braves, Austin Riley, um, Adam Duvall, just these large dudes <laughs> who are like thick guys. And when they run the bases, it looks like, you know, what Darren Ruff did. Yeah. Like every team has like three or four of those guys these days. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, okay, so my favorite thing, I, I will say that uh, 
the the Giants. Um, it, it was great seeing Rogers and Mac Cheese because you know we we've been we were trying to kind of push them out a little bit last year. Thankful that oh Duval, you know, because he's got the the fastball, the the hundred, you know, hit that. Yeah. But those guys were so valuable last year. It was great to see them come right back in, right in their roles. Get in, get out. Let's get the bats back up. I, I'm. I was a little worried with with Duvall's outing. I was like in the back of my mind, I was thinking, ah, oh, you know, maybe they do need a closer. You know, how, how, who's out there? But those guys, I think, are going to be so dependable, and they'll make Duvall's job a little easier. I think. And so I'm a little bit. When I heard what happened, I was like, ah, oh, this bullpen's not going to be as good as we hoped. And then when I watched it, I was like, mm, I think they're going to be okay. But thanks to Rogers and uh, and Mac Cheese there. Okay, what's the one thing that you didn't like that you <laughs> saw yesterday? Base running. I mean, that was <laughs> – we just went over it. I mean, if you're going to be a tight baseball team, if you're going to be winning one-run, two-run games, you have to be – almost flawless on the base paths and the giants a runner at second Darren Ruff get to get picked off from behind from the catcher with the old uh, uh, pudge move where yeah. he just, you know, little outside fastball comes up, just firing down to second base and got rough. And then that I dude's tweeted, not going anywhere. Anyways, no, I tweeted immediately said, how, <laughs> how fast does rough think he is? And then later on, I guess we found out yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 10th inning. So, okay. So the one thing I didn't like now, it's yeah, obviously game one, you know, we're kind of just thinking of things. Yeah. I'm not sure if Yaz is the right guy to hit at the top of the order. Um, I, I mean, I would love to be proven wrong, maybe. But we saw last year he was really low OBP, really low average, lots of strikeouts. That doesn't seem to be the recipe for someone who hits leadoff. I, I know they want Belt to hit second because they consider that second spot to be, you know, the OBP spot in the order. Uh, you know, maybe where you put your best hitter. I I, I wouldn't mind them experimenting with hitting Belt first. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I just Yastrzemski just looked like a fish out of water hitting leadoff there. And uh, I, I, but I also can't think of anybody else who would be better, all that better suited. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe there will be somebody who, you know, maybe when when Lamont Wade Jr. comes back, maybe he that's a spot for him, or maybe they flip flop him and belt something like that. But yeah, that they they don't really have that leadoff hitter who's going to get on base in front of them, in front of the big boys and, and, and maybe run a little bit. So Yastrzemski is just probably in there just because they don't. Uh, but yeah, I would like, I, I, I wonder if he's going to stick around there that long. Well, and, and that's where I, uh, and, and I've been changing as time goes on, but that's where I stay old school. I still want the leadoff hitter that can, you know, occasionally put one in the stands, but mostly finds a way to get on base, scraps, nine pitch at bats, can steal bases, is smart on the base paths. Not a lot of teams have that guy anymore. I mean, they, I, I don't even think too many of that guy exists. So that that's a hard process. So that's why you see these guys. Who's the these kid playing of, uh, shortstop for the Padres uh, for Tatis? Oh, uh, b- 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 the 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 rookie, right? Yeah, 
he, uh, he's kind of he's kind of that guy. Yeah, he's kind of that guy. He stole what forty something bases in the minors, and nowadays we go forty bases. He, he stole. Wow. He stole a base so well that he overslid it, and then they tagged him out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> too fast. That's yeah. when you're too fast yeah. for your own good. But I love to see those guys whenever we play. And we keep talking about MLB the show. But whenever I make a player and road to the show. I make a speedy, fast second baseman, uh, uh, you know, the prototypical me, who I was when I played <laughs> ball, you know, the guy who just will, I will scrap it. At, I will not hit the ball out of the ballpark, but I'll get you a lot of singles <laughs> and I'll get on base and I'll be selective and then I'll steal bases. I love that type of player. We just don't see it anymore. But like you said earlier, Slater, I mean, can, but Slater is not a starter. He's not an everyday guy. Yeah. So maybe but, lefties. Right. But but then if you have Yaz at the top of the lineup, you have that flexibility when you do the line change to bring in Slater in that mm-hmm. position. And then he's now your leadoff hitter the second half of the game. So there are a lot of flexibility. But I think the, the days of the t- prototypical leadoff hitter are kind of gone. No, no Kenny Lofton anymore. Oh, man. No, no. Those guys, those guys are a dream, man. <laughs> I would I would love to see every team have one of those guys again. That was, those are fantastic. I love leadoff hitters. Also, just a cool dude. He just looks oh, yeah. cool. Like it just a cool. I want I kind of want to hang out with Kenny Lofton. He looks cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so um couple more things and then we'll get out of here we're going a little bit longer than i wanted but it's because we had the the, the intro the, the longer intro um apple tv plus they have the friday night baseball schedule so we got to see some games last night uh they have a channel with their subscription if you are a subscriber to apple tv plus there's an entire channel dedicated to baseball they have a lot of the stuff that was previously up in itunes that uh you know lots of world series stuff some some games old games um, but the 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 nuts and bolts of, of their deal is is these Friday night games. What did you think about their production yesterday? I enjoyed it. <clears throat> the hate is strong on Twitter for it. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I, cause I'm, I was enjoying it yesterday. The broadcasters, um, I thought were, were good. I mean, they're not, they're not, the they're top, not the top. Not, yeah. They're not the top. No, that's because Apple TV plus you, you don't have, you know, millions and millions of viewers. I don't think you're going to be getting that on Apple TV plus cause it depends on the subscri- uh, subscribers. Yeah. Uh, it's free for the first couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I had uh, Chris Young, former uh, uh, player, used to play for the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks and a couple other teams. He was fantastic describing. They were talking about the bats and bat knob style, the different styles of knobs that you can get on bats and why you want certain ones. I was eating that stuff up, man. I love that. Um, what do you think about the probability stuff? I I enjoyed that. I I you know as I get older here too, I baseball is a game of statistics. When we were growing up, it was like, yeah, I mean, you'd get the paper and you'd look it, it, 0.372. You knew exactly what that meant. 1.85. You knew exactly what that meant. All these new numbers coming in. And, and the cool thing is the, you know, on base probability for uh, whoever's at the plate at that time, Brandon Nimmo, it was like to reach base 35.1%. Then the next pitch is a strike. 
22.5. <laughs> You'd see it actually change after yeah. each pitch. It is in the bottom right corner. It's not obtrusive. It's not you know, big in your face. Um, so it was really cool to watch. I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch again next Friday. I think the Giants have one of the games coming up uh, in a couple of weeks or maybe a month or so. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch. Uh, Hunter Pence was um, the uh, the the color guy for the analyst for the second game, which yep. I only watched a little bit of. I watched Astros. a little bit of it. Yeah, Astros and Angels, and that was pretty cool. Uh, love Hunter Pence. Always has some good insight. They were the, having fun. The yeah. the the sound level was a little off with him. Like he was mm-hmm. a little bit lower than the lead guy, and then uh, Katie Nolan from mm-hmm. ESPN and. Uh, she she also worked for Fox Sports. She was I was surprised to see her because I'm a, I'm a fan of hers, but she's she hasn't found that niche for herself yet. Maybe yeah. this is it. Uh, you know that she it was interesting three person booth. Katie, I think Katie was there because Katie's actually very funny, and so I think she was there to provide some levity because you know Hunter's so like uh, like aggressive yeah. and obsessed, <laughs> and I'm sure that dude is probably drinking like a cup of coffee every inning. <laughs> Uh, his own yeah. coffee, right? His own coffee. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. And look, and 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 the the reason why I am interested in their coverage is because they had this daily recap show. The next day, they're supposed to have like sort of this channel of stuff that you know, if you want to pop in at any point, there will just be baseball happening. The daily recap, I I thought it was going to be a hosted recap where it's like somebody reading, you know. Uh, reading the events that happened in the game, but it wasn't that what it was is they took about five minutes for each game, maybe a, maybe a little bit more for some of the games. And they just showed you the beginning of the game, who the pitchers were. And then it was like, okay, what are the important things that happened? Where, where were the high leverage situations? And then you saw boom, 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 boom. And that was an interesting way to kind of catch up. I, I did skip around a lot. So the, the first day, opening day was like an hour like uh, of all the games. I probably got through it in about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. And then the next day, because there were more games, so yesterday, it was about an hour and 20 minutes. And so I got through it in about a half an hour, just kind of skipping ahead, skipping ahead. But I was able to see everything. I Every game, I saw you know what happened, the, the major points. So that was interesting. I I I want to see how long I can stay that as like my my morning thing. Here's my morning thing. I'm just going to click through all the games so that I know what happened. Poor Mad Bum walks four yeah. dudes in one inning, <laughs> and 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 then they're they're getting they're they're losing. They haven't scored a run, and then uh, that the the beer uh, his last name is Beer. Seth Beer he used he to play a, here in Reno. He was a fan favorite here in Reno. With he hits Aces. a he hits a walk off jack, and they win that first game. Amazing! Yeah. That was awesome against the Padres, yeah. which is always fun because yes. the Padres can keep loading up every year all they want to. And the division, games, the division's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Padres, Dodgers, even the the Diamondbacks had, had a little bit of uh, uh, spark to them, spunkiness. Mm-hmm. The the Rockies, we'll see. Uh, I'm not quite sure about them, but they have that crazy home field advantage. But anyway, okay. Last thing. And the great Chris Bryant. Don't forget about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For that money, they can have. (laughs) Okay. So last thing, and and then we will get out of here. We mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that we're going to kind of follow some of, we we both chose two minor leaguers to kind of keep up with because we uh, were very 
excited about about these guys. And three of them have played some games already because uh, Friday was opening day. Uh, Sacramento's actually been open since I think Tuesday. Sacramento's yeah. like four and zero. Yeah. Um, they 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 swept uh, Sugarland. I think is the, is the team who they're playing. <laughs> um. So okay. So you chose uh hunter bishop and you mm-hmm. chose kyle harrison to follow so uh hunter bishop opened the season hitting two hole he went over five no strikeouts i think everything was uh was a he hit the ball in play did not get a hit kyle harrison was the best pitcher so far uh of the young minor league season he went four innings seven strikeouts it was a little I wouldn't say wild, but his strike percentage was not great, which is, you know, if you want to nitpick, that was his, his issue last year as well. For, uh, for me, I chose Will Bednar, who actually gets the big start today in Modesto. And then I chose Lucky Luciano, who hit a jack in the ninth, went two for four, and he's hitting three hole for Eugene. So Bishop, uh, Bishop hitting two, Luciano hitting three, I think I texted you uh, what what their their uh, front four was, which was yeah, uh, it was uh, Luch, it was uh, was it Matos? Let me think. Oh, it was Matos, then Bishop, then Luciano, then Palmeiras. So the top four is just loaded. Eugene, you know, th- they should be really good, but also those guys may move up to Richmond sooner than later. If you know, we talked to Roger and he thought that they could be aggressive with some of those guys moving them moving them up through the system uh but yeah so uh we'll see bednar tonight it'll be fun i want to see how he does though uh according to roger the san jose or modesto uh mlb tv or milb tv feed did not work so the giants were not and neither was eugene's i guess the the league that eugene plays in I don't know if it's a technology thing or something, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was there was no uh, there was no video there. And then Roger in his uh, there are giants Substack, he said, yeah, and the Eugene radio announcer didn't really give me a feel of too much giants related, so he <laughs> he kind of just had to go by box score. But all right, so well, let's, uh, well, let's throw out there too Richmond. Uh, Brett Arbach in his first game because everybody's going to want to know about Brett Arbach this season. He's not one of our guys that we picked, but play like four positions. Yeah, two for five center field last night, two for five with a home run, two ribs, and uh, he's off to a 1.400 <laughs> OPS. How, do, how can game. you be a center fielder slash catcher? That's what I want to know. Well, that's uh, Craig Biggio, right? Craig Biggio was uh, second base, center field, and catcher. So, I mean, you, you, again, not many of those guys exist, but I will take one on every team. Somebody who's fast and can also play catcher and be scrappy. Somebody who's not typical who can play that position. I mean, A-Rod was one of the first ones I remember seeing, uh, you know, a shortstop that big. That and, tall, know, yeah. That guy can move at what happened. So I love the the non-prototypical guys who can, uh, you know, jump into a position. You're like, hey, he's actually pretty good. All right. That is it for our bonus show here, bonus weekend show. We will be back on Tuesday after I will be able to attend Monday's game. And then we're going to be back the following weekend after you get to attend 
the uh, Reno Sacramento game, correct? Yeah. So next Friday night, I'll be at the Reno Aces game here in town, and uh, Sacramento's coming in, and uh, got some pretty decent seats. So I'll get to see Ricardo Genovese crush some baseballs over the large left field monster wall. That, and the reason it's so large is because on the other side of that wall is our famous Reno train trench. The train <laughs> runs right through the middle yes. of Reno and they actually had to lower it because it was causing too many traffic jams downtown. So they lowered it. And so we have a train trench that runs around on the other side of the stadium. Pretty cool. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So t- take some photos. I'll take some photos from Monday. I-, I told Brian to bring his good camera. So maybe we'll get some stuff up on IG pretty quickly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We we both get to go see baseball very very soon, and we'll get to talk about it. All right. So for Brad, I am Double G. See you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.